Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. We're talking Kevin Hart's shortest Oscar hosting gig ever, Grammys and Golden Globes nominations, some big surprises, Les Moonves, New York Times bombshell, and CNN's bomb scare. All this and much more on Meet the Hollywood Press for December the 9th, 2018. Hi, everybody. I'm Bianca Della Garza in for Alina Vision today. And now your host of Meet the Hollywood Press, the one and only Joseph Kapsch. Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Meet the Hollywood Press. Welcome, Bianca, filling in for the lovely Alina Vision. Yes, great to be here yet again. Thanks, Joseph. Thank you for coming back. I want to also give a shout out to Alina because it's her birthday. Yeah. She's up in Malibu having a brunch. So happy birthday, Alina. Cheers. Um, So, so much this week to parse that we actually had to add a third panelist for this messiness because that's uh, the Kevin Hart Oscar. (laughs) So I want to introduce my panel. I have rejoining us. I think you're a five-timer club at this point for our show. Or lost track. Lost track. Wow. Anita Bennett, founder and managing editor of Urban Hollywood 411, rejoins the Meet the Hollywood press table. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming back. Jared Hill. Yes. Esteemed uh, politics and pop culture journalist. It makes me sound really special. It does. Yeah. <laughs> also, I should say, the vice president of the Black Journalists Association. National Association of Black Journalists of Los Angeles. Correct. And you will have seen Jared's work in New York Times, uh, NBC News. And the Hollywood Reporter. Yes, indeed. thank you for joining yes, us. Of course. And KJ returns again. KJ Matthews, yes. entertainment journalist who's working um, as of late with the BBC. Correct. And you've also been with Extra. You've been with CNN, CNN. German, DW English. I've been with them all. <laughs> we have an esteemed panel today to talk about all of this. So, without uh, any further ado, we, we have to jump in. So, obviously, this week, Kevin Hart. For viewers, very quickly, Kevin Hart was named this year's Oscar host. And almost uh, a couple days or so after, um, like we live in this culture right now in 2018, that people start going scouring your Twitter. Apparently there were some homophobic tweets in his Twitter feed um, dating back to 2011. And the Academy then contacted him and wanted Kevin to apologize for the tweets or they were going to move on as host. And then he... um, He first actually, before the Academy asked him to apologize, I should back up for a second, he knew that people were finding it and they were starting to make um, noise on social media and and then he took to his Instagram and the clip we're going to run right now uh, first. So let's watch that. I swear, man, our world is becoming beyond crazy. I'm not going to let the craziness frustrate me or anger me, especially when I worked hard to get to the mental space that I am at now. My team calls me, oh my God, Kevin, the world is upset about tweets you did years ago. Oh my God. Guys, I'm almost 40 years old. If you don't believe that people change, grow, evolve as they get older, I don't know what to tell you. If you want to hold people in a position where they always have to justify or explain their past, 
and do you. Okay, come back wrong in guy, from that clip. So he posted that. That was before the Academy then took action. So then the Academy contacted Kevin and basically was like, apologize, uh, you know, and then we uh, can move forward with this. Okay, and obviously then GLAAD and all of these other organizations and people that represent uh, LGBTQ rights got involved, you know, uh, with statements as it goes. So I'm going to start with the first question. A... Do, Anita, do you think he made the right decision in how he handled this and then subsequently stepping down? I think this was a prime example of someone not knowing how to deal with negative press. I wish that Kevin had hired a crisis management PR person. Um, I think he totally could have survived this. Yeah. Um, the tweets were old, some of them dating back to 2009. Mm-hmm. I think what did more damage was that video you just played where... Yeah. Kevin didn't care enough to get out of bed, to get dressed, to put a shirt on. Um, It didn't send a good signal, and I think that's what ignited even more controversy. Do you guys agree? Oh, God, absolutely. I could not concur with you even more. When I saw that video on Instagram, I thought, wait a minute, you're an international superstar. This video on Instagram is going to be seen all around the world. And the first image we have of you discussing something so big is you in bed. Yeah. Rubbing your eyes, acting like it, you have something else better to do. It's like waiting it for was room wrong, service. Yes, it was a wrong message. And, and the thing is, he's tone deaf. We understand that yeah. now by just looking at the video. But what's funny is in the end, he ended up giving us exactly what we wanted. Yes. was the apology to the LGBTQ community. community. So why not do that in the beginning? I think everybody handled this wrong. Like, on all sides. Yeah. I think the Academy... So you're should playing have Trump done... all sides. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I think there's blame on both sides. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I think, like, the Academy knew who Kevin Hart was. Mm-hmm. Like, this wasn't like he said this, like, in a, some secret meeting and, like, it was uncovered in a document that was released by WikiLeaks, right? Like, right. he said these things in public. Yes. He said these things in his specials. He said these things on Twitter. So it was like, you can't be mad at him for things that he did before you approached him. Exactly. So then I think Kevin handled it wrong because, like, Kevin, say, like, I'm a different person. I don't mean those things. And Like, I feel like he danced around that in all, all every way that he could. Yes. And... Like, this was an opportunity for him to say, like, I'm a different person. I mm-hmm. said those things. I didn't mean to hurt anyone. Right. I just, mm-hmm. I, I said them, and I understand that they're hurtful, and that wasn't my intention. But, like, even now, he's like, well, you know, I didn't feel like, like, it was like everyone handled this wrong. Do you think and wrong? I, I think you, you definitely have a point about the Academy, but we should also consider the demographics of the Academy members. Yes. I don't think they're they're on Twitter. I don't think they're on Facebook regularly. But they approached but him. They, they did approach him. Mm-hmm. But what they should do, and they probably will do from now on, is employ an organization that will check people's social media channels and yeah. do yeah. deep online background searches well, to make sure nothing like this happens again. And what's interesting, too, speaking of that, I'd love to know what our panelists think, Joseph, about what's happened since then. Is that the support, like Nick Cannon calling out Amy Schumer, Sarah Silverman, Chelsea Handler, saying, here are other comedians who have used offensive words. And, you know, coming to um, publicize it, saying you're a comedian, most of these comedians are going to have something, as you were saying, Anita, that is going to be offensive. Well, here's the thing. If you if we are now in this culture and this is the same thing with James Gunn um, when they dug up the old tweets and he got fired from Guardians of the Galaxy, do we now just live in a society that 
everything from your past dating back as 10 to 20 years mm-hmm. is now fireable or something to have you like I'm just where is the line is basically what I'm saying because I personally thought if Kevin had come out immediately in that first in the bed video and just apologized right there I'm sorry I've evolved I, I you know or he could have said like Joy Reid I was hacked <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm hiring a firm to check if my Twitter was hacked I'll get back to you <laughs> But no, um, in all, all jokes aside, if he could have just said that from the start, I personally, as a gay man, I'm like, yeah, I, I accept people evolve. I accept apologies. We've all said stuff we regret. I think it was just the, he was digging in his heels, digging in his heels. And I think that that comes with when you're this global movie star making the kind of money. It's like his ego was getting the best of well, it. But Kevin didn't need this either, right? It's not yeah. like it's like a huge boost to his career. It's not a huge check. It's not like there's some new audience that this brings him. So it's not like he needed this opportunity to do something for his career. Yeah. But like, I, I keep looking at the Oscars on this one first. Like, the, the, none of this is new. Yeah. And so, like, the idea that you you want him to, like, separate from the show because he said these things ten years ago yeah. seems pro- crazy to Kevin me. Kevin didn't need it, but he no. wanted it. That's he what I was about to say. Absolutely. Yeah. He said it was the biggest Absolutely. thing for him. He's always wanted He grew up watching the Oscars. So for that. him to yeah. say now, you know what, I'm going to go back to doing what I love doing, which mm-hmm. is going out to Australia, which is what he's now showing on Instagram, mm-hmm. and doing what he loves doing, which is making people laugh. Well, no one asked you to stop making people laugh. Yeah. We just asked you to address something that you did a while back. And what I think is interesting is that he said he's already addressed it. We'll address it again. What you should have said, the way to handle this would have been, you know what? I've addressed this many times. I addressed it in a Rolling Stones interview a couple years ago. For the people who haven't read that article or didn't hear, sure. let me reiterate what I said back then, which is I was a different person. I've evolved. I was immature. It was silly of me for the people who may not have heard that. That's all he had to say. It was very simple. Exactly. Yeah. And this went on all day because after the first video you just played, he yeah. posted a second video. Correct. And he well, said, the Academy called me. They asked me to apologize and quote, I passed on the apology. So here we have him being very defiant mm-hmm. and a little indignant. immature. Yeah. Indignant. A little immature. Go ahead, Did you want to play the clip? Yes. Okay. Let's just run a little piece of that second clip. Okay. I just got a call from the Academy, and um, that call basically said, Kevin, apologize for your tweets of old, or we're going to have to move on and find another host. I'm talking about the tweets from 2009, 2010. I chose to pass. I passed on the apology. The reason why I passed is because I've addressed this several times. This is not the first time this has come up. I've addressed it. I've spoken on it. I've said where the rights and wrongs were. I've said who I am now versus who I was then. I've done it done it. I'm not going to continue to go back and, and tap into the days of old when I moved on and I'm in a completely different space in my life. The same energy that went into finding those old tweets could be the same energy put into finding the response to the questions that have been asked years after years after years. Okay, come we back feel- in from that. So go ahead. So first of all, no one from the Academy said, delete, apologize for your tweets of old. No one even speaks like that. Like, just- <laughs> First things first. Just in case. Uh, just in case we're unclear, like, they did not say tweet to vote. Um, but I, I, the, the sad part of this for me was, like, the passing on the apology. If you've already apologized for this, you've already spoken on it, da 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 like, what does it hurt you to say, like, exactly as you have, have, have said, this is something I've addressed, blah, 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 I'm a different person. What, what really frustrated me about this was the missed opportunity. Because yeah. there was an opportunity for, like, I'm a black gay man, and so, like, I can't look at this through the lens without the lens of my blackness and I can't look at it without the lens of my my sexuality and I felt like this was a great opportunity for this black straight man 
to stand up and say, like, I'm not homophobic anymore. That's something yeah. that I said that I regret. And I think it would have been great. But I think it was also like a hyper masculine thing of feeling like I'm going to take a stand and I don't have to do that. Yeah. And that is what kind of pissed me off about it. Well, here's the interesting that you just brought up, though. So here's what the thing in question was. He said that he apologized. But then when you actually um, looked at the Rolling Stone article from mm-hmm. 2014, where he addressed the 2011 tweets, it wasn't an apology. No. It was like very vague in the fact that it was like, like I'm a different I've moved on I don't it was it was a little bit more of the like I don't want to go back and talk about things I've moved on from that so he never actually it wasn't like a full uh, a full-throated apology you know I do think okay so of course glad for the first, you know, I, sometimes they get involved, sometimes they don't. Don't even get me started. That's a whole other <laughs> show about Glad's usefulness or not. But Glad's president then comes out and says, Kevin shouldn't have stepped down. He should have stepped up. Short of, like, did they want him to do an opening number with Drag Race? I mean, like, what, what right. was he going to do as Oscar host to step up? I didn't really quite get what they meant well, by that. Well, for me, stepping up would have been apologizing and saying, I was wrong. I shouldn't have said this. I shouldn't have handled it the way that I did. And moving, like, I feel like this could have been squashed in under a day. And we would have not been talking about it by the weekend. Yeah. He could have actually turned into a funny skit, too. Absolutely. Where, where the world comes down against Kevin and open the, the Oscars like that. And it's like, oh, have I with learned my lesson? With his tweets on screen. You know, just laughing yeah, with his tweets on screen. And then, yeah. like, all these stars come and saying, oh, yeah, you hear Karen, Kevin did this. And made light of it. And, like, absolutely. I get it. I get it. I know I messed up type of thing. Mm-hmm. People love it when you show humility like that. And when you show that you're human and you make mistakes. You can make fun We're of all yourself. for that because yeah. we all understand making mistakes. But he wasn't mm-hmm. even willing to go that far at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kevin stepped down, actually, before anything could have been done. Like, they didn't fire him. Kevin stepped down. Down, Correct. Right. So, but what do you? But but again, this uh, I want to just get to the well, core. Do this. we really know that they didn't fire him because exactly. all day True. he dug his yeah. heels in and said, "I'm not going to apologize." I passed on the apology. Apology, and then a yeah. few hours later, he apologized. Yeah. So I'm wondering if he was pushed out. Pushed out. Well, it does say, you know, he states that I did. I do not want to be a distraction on a night that should be celebrated by so many amazing, you know, talented artists. And I don't want to be a distraction. Is always read, language for I was fired. Read the lines. <laughs> What do you guys say? Yeah. I mean, come on, right? Like, that's what the senator said yeah. when they resigned. You know, the interesting thing that he says in one of his Instagram videos is that yeah. you know the same energy that went into digging up these old tweets, you could have used his explanation to the tweets. And I'm like, first of all, you just said they're internet trolls. So internet trolls' jobs aren't to be fair and be fair and balanced. That's our job as a journalist. So yes. internet trolls, troll, uh, troll, so to speak, would not have dug up the other side. No. <laughs> that's your job to say yes. Internet trolls are out after me, but let me tell you what you don't know, what Mm -hmm. you didn't hear. I absolutely apologize, and I discussed this back in 2015. Here's what I said. I'm happy to readdress it again. That's how you handle that. But see, I don't know who in his camp was talking to him. When he says his team called him, who is that? Is that a crisis management person? Is that no. a, a publicist? Probably his publicist. Sure not, or his, yeah. I would think his publicist or his man. Most, or his more wife. Like, Who was holding that camera when he was in bed? Mm, yeah. It happened so fast. <laughs> Whoever he did consult with, I, I think we could all attest to, yeah. just yeah. he didn't think it through and he didn't get no. the right information to say, what am I losing yeah. by not having this appearance right. and what am I winning? And the bottom line is, I think, too, as viewers, like the Oscars, the ratings are down. Last year Correct. they were down. We want... In Hollywood, I think, as as members of the press here, to have a show that supports and celebrates people, and we get so distracted. It it really, he would have been an excellent host, and it's just, it's really, if he had fun with it, it's a shame that the viewers are really ultimately losing here as well. Can I ask us something about, um, so within the urban community, was that well known about the 2011? Because when this came story came out, and I've 
I ran news sites. I didn't know that he previously had that history. This was like the first I learned of it. You so, know, the thing is, I think, I'm not speaking for obviously everybody in the black community, but there are a number of black comics who say homophobic things on a regular basis. Yeah. I think that if you have to look at all the black comics out there, he wouldn't rank among the highest. He wouldn't even be on that map. I mean, I have heard a lot worse by a lot of other comedians in stand-up um, with regards to uh, being gay or using the F word, you know, or some things like that. I mean, it's all inappropriate and it's all unacceptable, but I'm just saying he's not the only one. Yeah. For I, sure. I mean, you're saying, was it well known that he was, uh, or that he had Yeah, that he had those tweets I, and... I, I honestly, I'm not 100% sure on that. Okay. I, I kind of assumed Kevin Hart was a, was a homophobic, just... I mean, sorry. Yeah. I, I I kind of tend to assume, yeah, uh, with a lot of straight black men, um, I, and I don't want to like go down the list of people, but like a lot of, and and sometimes it's not like in a direct statement. It's not that you drop the f bomb or that you say something specifically homophobic, but it's the way that you talk about gender. Mm-hmm. It's the way that you talk about boys or the something that a man shouldn't be doing or yes. mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And like yeah. I've heard that from Kevin for a long time. So okay. like the idea that he was homophobic was as surprising as, like, Donald Trump told a lie. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. (laughs) Okay. And Uh, SNL last night, you know, um, came to his defense as well, and it was really interesting. Michael Che did during the... um, During the news. It was was, uh, kind of an interesting kind of take on that as well. Well, did you feel that the response... Uh, did divide across like well obviously gay but did, did did it divide across racial lines? Was it like Kevin's like, you know... I uh, don't think so. No, I mean, here's okay. the thing. What Kevin said in his stand-up acts, I watched his stand-up comedy, so I was aware that he said some things like this. Now, yeah. do I go through his Twitter feed? No, I didn't know he had tweeted these things. No. For me, what I found the most offensive, it's, uh, you know, it's like comedians say these things and we forget about them, but the defiance, the refusing to apologize, or if he had simply said, I've evolved, I've changed, Correct. I really don't feel that way, mm-hmm. you know, I was just trying to be funny, all would have been forgiven, at least on my part, but it was him digging his heels in and continuing to make these videos, um, that's what bothered me the most, and I think that's what bothered a lot of people. Well, I, I think that the, the reason why he was doing that, too, is because he was angry that someone had dug up this stuff to try to get him. And he feels that there's haters out there and there's internet trolls that are always out to get him. And in his mind, I'll be damned if I'm going to let them get me. That's his attitude, but not understanding how it plays on an international stage. But I could see maybe his mindset having that, you know, I'm not going to let them get the best of me. I'm not going to apologize for the 55th time. These are just people who are trying to ruin my chances with the Oscars or ruin my career or ruin me for some other reason. You know, maybe that's... I, I think to your question about from the racial the racial perspective I think if I'm Kevin Hart I do feel like this happened to me because I'm a black man yeah um, I feel like there have been plenty of people who have said plenty of homophobic things I think there's a racial component I think there's a political component yeah um, everything is everything kind of is falling in the intersection of the politics and pop culture right now and like Hands everyone down. is super sensitive uh, in a way that may or may not be healthy which is a whole other conversation but I think that uh, I I think if you were to ask Kevin, his blackness was definitely a part of the way this And that's how I was that, feeling about I, it, because I, I, I think of it this way. If it had been a white, uh, famous actor in Hollywood mm-hmm. that they dug up tweets where they had used the N-word, mm-hmm. would they be getting fired? Would they be stepping down? Would they be apologizing and an apology would be enough? Well, I don't know I that that's a parallel situation. I don't know if we should bring 
I know a no. lot of people say it was race, but here's the thing. Roseanne is off TV because of something she tweeted. Exactly. Kathy Griffin's career was derailed for a long time to the point where she was in the media crying, talking about no one will hire me because of that Trump tweet. So Megyn Kelly doesn't have a show. These are white women. So, yeah, Megyn yes. Kelly doesn't have a show. Absolutely. Yes. I mean... I mean being racist is not cute right now, right? Like, it's not a good time yeah. to be a racist person. But I think also, as a as a black man, I think, or as a black woman, I think being a person of color, I think you always feel the level of scrutiny is higher on you. And, mm-hmm. I, and I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. telling you guys this, right? But, like, um, you, you feel the level of scrutiny is always higher. You feel like the magnifying glass is always on you a little bit closer. And you always have to question whether or not... Uh, race or racism came into the way that you've been treated in a situation the same way that I'm sure as women in a situation you might ask yourself like did this happen because I was a woman or did well, it happen because I did you know, I'm uh, just not buying into any of this because James Gunn is no longer the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy because of his old tweets that were about I'm a not, decade no, old. I'm not saying this was exclusively race I'm mm-hmm. saying that if I were Kevin Hart I would definitely wonder how my race played into it do you do but okay so bring this back to this past Twitter thing and going back to the social media part then are we okay that we live in this society now? That like we can be held accountable for ten year old tweets mm-hmm. for something today he's in our career? He's a comedian too. I mean, yeah. he's going to have things that are offensive. No. I find of, it to like, be extreme in this case because I think like James Gunn to me different. Pedophilia yeah. is just something you never. I, I just don't find there any comedy in that. Mm-hmm. But to me, it was like, and I'm saying this as a gay man, and I'm like. He evolved. He says he evolved. We don't know what it's in his heart, right? If he right. says he's evolved, he's evolved. There hasn't been tweets like that since 2011, so you got to take him at his word. I was okay with an apology. Billy Eichner, who was also an openly gay actor, um, had some of the best tweets about this because he um, he basically was saying, "We just want an apology. Just apologize properly." And then he said, "Whether whether you think it or not, Hollywood still has a deep um, issue with gay men." And he says it doesn't look like that on the surface because, and he's kind of right. You're like, well, Ryan Murphy has so many shows, and there's Shonda Rhimes with this so you know so many diverse characters. But it's like there is something to be said about that because if you actually look, how many actual gay men have been put in like blockbuster male lead roles in 2018? I don't name me one. Where they're playing a straight man in a big, but so there's something to be or said, a gay, or even more, a gay person or playing a gay, a gay person. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So there's something to be said about the standards. Like I just feel like we need. Why are we not stream? Like James Gunn fired, uh, Roseanne fired. Kevin Hart, like, when is an apology enough, and when is it like you're supposed to be held I accountable? I think too. Where is your standing um, with the public? Are you liked? Are you someone that has a high Q rating, so to speak? Because you and I all know on this panel, there are certain things that if Donald Trump today were to say he apologized for, it wouldn't be good enough. But if Oprah did? If Oprah did, it'd be different. There are certain things that Roseanne, if she had came out with an apology, which she probably did later, it wouldn't have been good enough. So a lot of our, our ability to forgive people and allow people to move past that and to say that they have evolved depends on how we feel about them personally. Yes. And I find that troubling in this day and time. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm, I have to sit with that because I feel like ultimately like that's all based on something, right? Donald Trump wouldn't get away with, a, with an apology. When, when Donald Trump had the Access Hollywood tape, like, mm-hmm. his apology wasn't received because no one believed him, right? Well, no let one, me tell you something. That was, that was so out of character Certain for people in the evangelical community, you know what they said? It's not up for us to judge. It's only for God. 
So they forgave him. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but what I'm saying is that I heard that being used. Sure. When that Access Hollywood tape evolved or was, you know, put out there, people were willing to say, not for us to judge. Let God be the judge. Yeah, but I think that was also like really convenient for those people who really wanted a Supreme Court justice. But that's like that's <laughs> yeah. going that's going down yeah. the political Definitely. road a lot more. Yeah, but, yeah. but then bringing it back in here, do you think the Academy was grossly negligent in the fact that they didn't scan his Twitter feed before this? I mean, knowing they how we live, how they they know. what I just said, we're talking about what is the average age of the Academy right. members? Mm-hmm. Uh, like sixties, uh, seventies. I don't think these are people who are yeah. constantly on social yeah, media, but, but they do a- need to hire someone. There have been a lot of teaching moments from this that the yes, Academy needs absolutely. to do its due diligence, and these well, celebrities the thing, need better publicists. Because well, this is the first this time. Is, I'm sorry, but this is a multi-million-dollar organization that runs an enormous industry. That's not an excuse uh, for me anymore. But if you look at some of their previous, not in 2018. Hosts, like, I don't think we needed to bet Billy Crystal. Okay, how many times did he yeah. host? I mean, or times be- have changed, and they need to change with the times. But also, your Kevin Hart, your Roseanne Bars, your Kathy Griffins, they need to stop putting all their comments straight on social media and maybe have someone vet what they're saying. Well, I... I mm. So... Again, this is a political thing. I'm but, not talking about regular tweets. Right. I'm talking about statements. Right. He posted a lengthy You're talking about his response. statement. His response, sure. yes. So I, I always say, like, anybody can say anything that they want to, but there's consequences, yes. right? And yeah. so, like, this started for me with, like, language, with, like, racial language. It was like, well, why can't we say X, Y, Z? It's like, you can say it, mm-hmm. but there's consequences for that, right? Mm-hmm. If right. you want to be homophobic, be homophobic. But when it comes time for you to have some kind of certain jobs, like you might not get those opportunities because you're homophobic right. or because you're racist or because you're anti-immigrant or whatever it is. Um, so I think that the, the PC culture is definitely getting um, more, potentially too strict. Mm-hmm. However, I do think like if you want to say something, feel free to say it, but know that you don't get to go into every room after right. you. The say list it. of who's going to host the Oscars is going to be shockingly small if we're going to start saying someone offended somebody yeah, back when they were in fourth grade. That. I mean, look at so many stars have been arrested. Have you know? committed murder, you know, or been, you know, in jail and then back and forth. I mean, who, we will have the shortest list if we're going to vilify yeah. people for past, you know, consequences here. So the you inter- can vet the- them, but then you're going to go, okay, we have five people and I don't even know who those five people could be. Yeah. The interesting thing was that the day before Kevin got announced, Hollywood Reporter um, had an article where the headline was like, why the Oscar host is like the least wanted job in Hollywood right I mean, now, wow. which is it kind is. of true because you're sort of like, you go out there, you're putting yourself out there to either be either tank or do great in front of a dwindling audience that is going to keep going down and even looking at the field of films that's another conversation it's it's going to keep dwindling as far as I'm concerned. It's I just a legacy think, play though, right? I mean, you yeah. can still do it, right? Yeah. Everyone yeah. has found, like, if yeah. they called... It's, of it's, course. It's, yeah. it's what yes. plays on your CNN obituary for <laughs> right. the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice box to check. Like, I did that. Exactly, yeah. right. Yeah. So, any final thoughts on this before we move on? I think they're just going to call Chris Rock again. That's what they did. Like, <laughs> yeah. didn't they lose the Oscar host, what, two or three years ago? And they yeah, lost... They Eddie Murphy, too. Eddie Murphy. Remember Eddie Murphy? I know he won't ever do it, because he can't, but did you see Snoop Dogg's reaction to this on Instagram oh, was absolutely Snoop. hilarious. What did he say? He basically told them to tell the Academy to suck a you-know-what. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then he says, F all of them. Mm-hmm. And then he ends it with, 
and F the Grammys too. And I'm like, whoa, oh. what? Did the Grammys do something? So I'm Googling, I'm trying to figure yeah. out what's going on with the Grammys. I, yeah. I don't think in my mind, the Grammys like, sat up and they're like, what did I do? One, two shows that would want him. He said, why not just host the BET Awards or the Soul Train Awards, Kev? And I'm like, Wow. He did that and it wasn't great. But, uh, <laughs> I'd like to see Dave Chappelle host. Oh my God, he would. Yeah. Oh, you just talk said, about you just controversy. Me this is what we're gonna. I want <laughs> well, each of us. There's Rock. five of us talk in the room. About controversy. Tell me who should host and why. I would like to see Dave Chappelle host because he does a very smart brand of comedy. Did you see him hosting SNL? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's not. He's not constantly on Twitter tweeting. So I don't know what tweets they would dig up. Um, but but the idea that they would go to him after Kevin Hart because Kevin Hart was too controversial. Well, like you know what I mean. Well, Dave, we know Dave would never do it anyway. Well, yeah, that's fair. Jared, who would you? Um, I would like to see a duo do it. I would like to see it be Tiffany Haddish and Maya Rudolph after last year. Oh, they yeah. were they were the highlight of the of the show last of the year. Show. And everyone was like, oh my god, they should host next year. And now there seems to be an opening. So. Which actually did work with Sandra Oh and uh, Andy Samberg. They're, yeah. they're, uh, them presenting together at the Emmys got mm-hmm. them the Golden Globe gig. I'm excited for that. KJ, yeah. who would you have host? Chris Rock. And why? He's, he's the smartest. He's the funniest. He knows exactly how to tell the temperature in a room. He's not tone deaf. He's the one who can successfully pull this thing off. Especially in light of the, the Kevin Hart fiasco. He's the one who can turn it around. And he, he proved should, that to us three years ago when yes, he saved the day last time. Yeah. <laughs> he's your he's your saving guy, yeah. he's your cleanup guy, and he can do it. He can do it. Bianca? How about Tina Fey? I was gonna say Tina and Amy. She's solid, yeah. you know, yeah. she has the chops to do it. She's super talented. I, I would like to see a woman. I don't know. I just think, yeah. you know. I I would it, not be mad at Tina and Amy yeah. doing it. They yeah. I thought they were so good on the show. They were funny. Great. They were so good. I'm gonna go with Trevor Noah because oh, I think oh, that amazing. Trevor Noah. A, they're trying to play to a younger audience. He automat he is a millennial. He right. automatically knows how to play the social game. His behind the scenes when he came to the Emmys for the first time uh, in LA, he was documenting through his own Instagram. Hilarious. So just to what he could probably do yeah. from a backstage mm-hmm. perspective. Also, there's something to be said about an outsider. He's not a Hollywood yeah, guy, a yeah. you know. And so I actually put this on Twitter and Facebook, and it got a lot of like support. Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah. So I think Trevor Noah. I think he's super. And we're in this political crossover of Hollywood and politics. I think Trevor Noah. Have we scanned his Twitter feed though? I mean, he have already we done, went have through. We vetted him. He already yeah. went through that when he first got the Daily Show. Yeah. So he's good. And it, he's right. good they now. Him. He's, he's good to go. Him. Good they choice. Him. So it's good. Yeah. Right. So that's my pick. I think your pick was the best of all of them, and yeah. I hate you. Actually, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, really I, know. I think you're right. What about Melissa McCarthy? She would be good. I love her. She I love would her. Be great. Yeah, she yeah. would be great too. What about? I don't know what to say. Can Trevor Noah and Melissa McCarthy? Do they have chemistry to do it together? I that would be nice. Too big. They're too big. Okay. They're both too big. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just scared to put a female and male duo after James Franco and Anne Hathaway. Everyone still has PTSD. Oh my god, that was so bad. <laughs> oh, I, it was painful to watch. PTSD there. Okay, so. Moving on to um, another. I'm sorry, that was so bad. Oh, yeah, God. it was pretty painful. Oh, they were painful. It was a busy week this week. It was a busy week. So we're going to move to. Um, we're going to talk Les Moonves, another bombshell oh, New York Times report. Oof. So in this report, so uh, for viewers, Les Moonves um, was fired as the president of all of CBS yeah. after a bombshell article from um, the New Yorker came out about. You know, obviously, sexual misconduct, sexual harassment. And then the New York Times just this week, CBS had hired a outside law firm mm-hmm. to um, investigate this, which 
hats off because they were one of the first networks to hire a third-party firm. I right. love all this uh, inter investigation that goes on for me too. Anyway, this uh, article was so damning. It basically accused him through the leaked report from the lawyers that conducted the interview. Mm-hmm. He obstructed the uh, investigation throughout when they were trying to investigate to try to save himself. There were details saying a CBS employee appeared to be on call for oral sex. It was transactional. Um, a board member knew about the act, uh, allegation. Mm-hmm. And then there was also this business about a secret resignation letter. It just goes into deep, deep, deeper details of all of the nonsense that was going on and how he was uh, sexually harassing and, and misbehaving. And then up until it says when he then met, I guess, Julie Chen, who he was actually, I believe, Married at the time, he at was. The time and when she they was an employee. and she was an employee when they met, and supposedly once he married her, he he the the hanky panky uh, stopped. With this new uh, his his hundred and twenty million dollar uh, parachute, you know, severance package, severance package yeah. is in um, jeopardy now, rightfully so. I guess where I want to focus because I think there's there's not much more to be said about. I mean, I think that this uh, investigation has told us what we need to know. What do you think about Julie Chen Moonves' then future? They just announced that she's going to still come back for Celebrity Big Brother. And she has still um, she is still standing by her one and only original statement that she stands by. Mm-hmm. What do you think that this means for her future? Can she possibly stay at CBS after all of this? Long term. I think it would be very difficult for her to stay. I think that she is still there because she's under contract. Yes. It's a long-term contract, and I think they're probably waiting for that contract to run out. Yeah. Which- Here's the thing. You know, I was thinking about this as I was driving here, and I thought to myself, these are some of the same questions we asked when it came to Bill and Hillary. I was Clinton. just thinking the same and, thing. And here's what I remember people getting very angry during the election cycle when Donald Trump brought um, a bevy of women who claimed that they had been sexually harassed or sexually assaulted by Bill Clinton. And everybody I knew that was Democratic or very pro-Hillary saying, well, Hillary isn't responsible for what her husband did or didn't do. Yes. And I'm not hearing that now when we're talking about Les Mouves and, and, and Julie Chen. Is it, is it a different situation? I mean, Julie Chen is not accused of, of doing harassing anything. or doing anything improper or illegal at CBS, not at CBS, anywhere at all. Nobody has made allegations against her. So I don't understand why her job or future would be in jeopardy with CBS unless they wanted to go with someone younger or the ratings were down. Any of those reasons outside of those? if you look at how she may have gotten her opportunities in the company, she was dating her superior. Right. And when they first started dating, she was a correspondent or reading the news on CBS This Morning. Right. And then she kept rising and rising through the ranks and to the point where she had the talk. She was a lead person on the talk and also Big Brother. So that brings into question, did she get these opportunities because of who she was And she wouldn't and be I, the only one in the in the history of no. you know this industry to yeah. right. marry their boss or get opportunities. No, Chelsea Handler, not, you know, one but, that we could say, you know, how, how there's a lot of things about all the allegations and the difference. 
difference with Bill and Hillary, the one woman that we know mm-hmm. worked for Bill was Monica Lewinsky, Correct. who was an intern. But supposedly all these women were doing business with Les Moonves. We had the woman who said she was in a business meeting and Correct. he threw her against the wall. Yeah. We have women who say he derailed their careers Correct. because they would not have sexual relations with him. So I think the dynamics are different. Well, you know from what's interesting in this dynamics. report, though? Yeah. The report brings all these women forward that are alleging all these things, but the report doesn't say anything about Julie and about whether or not they thought that her rise in her career at this network was because of her relationship with Les. It doesn't say any of that in that report. So we need, even though we can think it, even though we feel it, there's no concrete evidence that that this third-party organization or third-party law firm is even alleging that her career is rising because of that. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what the full report says. Right. We only know about the parts that the New York Times has reported on that they say they've seen. So I would be interested to see the full report when it comes out if it's made it publicly available. I think this is going to come down to whether or not they stay together. I think if she stays with him, it is increasingly difficult for her to stay at CBS. I think if she leaves him, it's a little bit easier. Yes. Probably the yes. timing of all of it. Just a few I, days well, ago, she kinda... said she was going to stand by him. It was the page six. She said page six article. True yes. believer yes. that so, all the claims of this misconduct were false over the past few months. She was standing by him and, yeah. and says she will be. Okay. So this is my problem. We have... We have um, a very powerful contingency of women behind Time's Up, okay? And last year, for the last 12 months, it's believe women, believe women, believe Julie being even a part of that. Is it not believe women because now it's her husband, Les Moonves? Because what happened to believe okay. all women? So To me, it's like she's giving an F of a middle finger to... She's saying all of these are false. Just like well, she, she's pulling Alina Dunham. Dunham. Mm. You remember when it was all about believing women until, or believing women when they make allegations against men until one of the men she was friends with, and then Lena said, "Well, wait, 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 slow down. Yes, I know this guy, and I don't think you have the whole story, and I don't think you know him yeah. like I know him." When it was in her and backyard, then she just rescinded this. Then she had to rescind the statement. So, yep. so it does, like I said, bringing back to what I said, it Hold does believe. It always uh, comes down to your proximity to the person and your relationship to the person is whether or not you want to invoke the times up. You know, yeah. and I think that's troubling to me in this time that we live in. It's troubling to me how she's dug her heels in since this. She not only just said she stands by him with all of this evidence pointing to the fact that this has happened, then she added his last name, which she's never used before, Correct. on air, to, you know, when she first returned to Big Brother. To me, it's just um, appalling. Like, because I think about it, um, think about this. She works for CBS, who is. Um, who has commissioned a report, and the report is saying, and because if, if they're going to not give him his severance, then that they're taking this evidence to be true. And now she's directly saying these are false against yeah. the company that employs her. So we, there's got to be disparagement, disparagement clauses that you know. Though at, at, at the end of the day, at the very least, I don't even know why Julie would want to still work. Yeah, with CBS. to I be think, honest with you, when, it, when it's all it's said and done, the kind of environment that is there now post Les Moonves. Would she even want to be there? Because he was her greatest defender anyway. And so whenever a contract dispute, whenever something comes up, why would she even want to be in that so environment? I worked at the talk briefly, and I, Julie, with all due respect, Julie walked around with kind of like a regal air because oh. of who she was. Yeah. Right? Okay. She was Les Moonves' wife. Yeah. And my boss's my, my husband's Bentley is sitting around the corner oh. and he sits up in that office. You know what I mean? Like 
Julie walked around like the queen of CBS. And you're not and, the only one that said that. Right. Oh, wow. And I mean, and I don't mean that in a disparaging way because, you know, Julie, I don't think she's a bad person. No. Um, but I, so her, her, her air at CBS is very special. I'm sure that it is different now. Right. Um, this is kind of like the, the Colin Kaepernick, why do you want to go back to the NFL kind of conversation? Right. Like, mm-hmm. this is a very difficult space for you to be in. But like, I also feel like if she wants to keep her job, like mm-hmm. I feel like she should be able to. Right. That's okay. what I mean. But maybe there's and I mean, a timing thing of this. Maybe we don't know because they're they're reducing her role. She's now just a big brother. So maybe CBS is just trying to slowly phase her out where she can maybe salvage some of her dignity. See, and don't, they don't look like they're trying to push her out. I maybe they just that. are, are I don't think it's that. I don't think she wanted to go back to the talk. I don't. I don't know how she could have possibly sat at the table. Uh, I don't know how she could have. I don't think she wanted to go back to that table. So I feel like that was like a mutual agreement. I feel like Big Brother is a place where she doesn't ever have to talk about issues. No, she can just talk about head of household and who just got eliminated. But if they if they got got told her if if she walked away, wouldn't CBS also be suspect to like oh and she she's lost her job now her marriage fell apart and retaliation we could so it's like. They have to. It's a very delicate dance. I think they're doing, and we don't know that maybe in it, uh, when all the dust settles and he doesn't get his settlement, this yeah. hundred twenty million dollars severance. Maybe she'll she... divorce him and leave. We don't know what's really going on. So yes. I think it's too early to say. Perhaps I don't know. That's just a feeling I think I'm the getting. The spotlight corporate... and the career that Julie Chen used to have is over. <laughs> you know, even if she goes someplace else outside of CBS, there's no other network that's probably going to give her um, the type of power and the type of spotlight that she had with the talk or with CBS in general. Which I, think is, which I think is really unfortunate because it's something that he did. Correct. Which, again, makes it a, a Bill and Hillary Right, situation. that's what I was saying. Um, I, think, I think she's... I think uh, Julie is a very talented host. I think she's a great journalist. And I think that she's done really good work. Mm-hmm. I think that... that <laughs> There's the double-edged sword of, like, doing good work and being the boss's wife and that, like, catapulting you yes. in a way. And, like, mm-hmm. there's there's no real way to measure, like, no. well, which she has moved hard. up. Yeah. It's yeah. always hard when you're dating somebody of power at work. That's yeah. just the risk that you take. You know, the, the risk is you can move up a lot quicker than other people. The risk is you could fall a lot quicker, a lot quicker. Than, other, than other people. Yeah. It, it's both sides, mm-hmm. you know? In terms of this final report, I think it will be interesting to see the repercussions because... Yeah. It sounds like this was going on for a long time at CBS, and there may have been some type of cover-up. Who was aware of what was happening, especially Mm. with the employee who was allegedly on call to service Mr. Moonves? So I think it will be interesting to see who else gets caught up in this investigation. And let me tell you, I guarantee you there are other executives in town that might also have somebody on call that are probably very worried right now. now. Because if you think that Les Moonves... (laughs) is the only person in Hollywood that's behaving like this. Les Moonves and Matt Lauer and Harvey Weinstein and L.C.K. There are others that we don't even know about. Charlie Rose. There, yeah. there are more that we don't know about than we do know Correct. about. Correct. I agree. Absolutely. 100%. I think yeah. the worst thing CBS could do is like not hire a woman to re- permanently replace Les. Like, they really... Well, okay, so that's the other interesting part of this. Like, for, not to get too, like, industry insider, yeah. but like... No, but we can. This whole thing hap- started really in the middle of like CBS's acquisition uh, or the whole Redstone with the Redstone situation thing and so like I don't think it was a coincidence that this happened at the timing that it did I am almost positive like the the other forces were like do some oppo on him let's find out what we can do to get rid of him yes that is not to say that what he did was right or anything like that but I'm sure that this was this timing was strategic was strategic Mm -hmm. absolutely I think Julie Chen should get on the phone with Georgina Chapman 
Right. What do I do next? Yeah. How did you get out? Know, how do we recover? Conversation. You know? There seems to be a support mean. group, right, for yeah. these yes. wives. I mean, I think Julie Chen does need to do a sit down interview and talk about how this has been for her if she wants to save her career. Look, she thank needs you. To go to Oprah. No, okay, thank you. Yeah. She needs to go to yeah. Oprah. That's what I feel. Like it's like I don't think it's okay to just that she gets to just stand by that statement when there's so much more expected of people who have these kind of. Uh, controversies like that 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 hit their career, and they're expected before that Correct. comeback happens to mm-hmm. sit down and talk about it. Like right. we got to, I feel like we need to hear from her. Like uh, she's a journalist too; I, she knows this. I yeah, halfway agree with you. I think that also depends, though, on if she stays or leaves. I think if she stays with her husband, I don't think she has to come out and, like, speak against him. Yeah. I think if she leaves him, she can come out and say, like, this is why this was so difficult. I do imagine that she'll probably leave him at some point. But, like, mm-hmm. um, I-, I think once the dust settles a little bit, we'll see that page six headline. You know, Julie Chen and Liz Moonves to, to Let the, me throw to something more uh, hypothetical at you, though, for a second. So if Les Moonves in the New York Times report was doing all this obstruction work, mm-hmm. okay, to, to basically save himself, Correct. you know, she's his wife, okay? Right. So if you, if she put out that statement where it was so convincing that she was, he's going to be cleared of all this, what if she did know that he was doing the, like, he's like, I did this, and now don't worry, I'm taking care of it because I'm doing all this obstruction, and she knew it. She's, like, completely complicit in all of this. I mean, this. but what was she supposed to say? But do you? So you still don't think she she has any part no, of that? No, because they're not. Th- this this report is about his actions yeah. and the things he was doing that were not only illegal; it's against the law, <laughs> yeah. you know, employment law. Yeah. That he's breaking the law as well as company policy. Her listening to right. him and agreeing or disagreeing isn't against company policy. If you break the law and I say, yeah, I agree with you, I, well, I didn't break the law, and you then, did. And then from like a state and federal law standpoint, like she's not, she's protected because she's his wife. So Correct. she doesn't have to like yeah. Uh, yeah. testify against him or come out against him. Very true. I think it's, I think she, I don't envy Julie Chen in this situation. No. And no. I don't have like, Julie, you need to do this girl because I'm like, <laughs> she's in a really Tough I'm spot. A, thank yeah. you. Because I almost use spot. a different word. So but like, she's in a really, really difficult position. Um, I've never been like in love with Julie Chen, but I think she's talented and smart and capable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I I can't imagine being in a much more difficult spot than spot. her. Yeah, because mm-hmm. as you talked about, she ha- was where she was, and your life completely can change in a moment yeah. in time. You know, it's, you know, it's hard. So we don't but those really people know. have plenty of money. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, okay. Yeah. So then that's to just end this conversation. Is there any redemption or a possible way for Les Moonves to come back, or is he completely oh, no, done? No, 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 no. He's no. like Harvey. Hell, he, hell hell no. He's just Harvey without the jail cell. Yeah, well, Harvey is the trying to come jail. back. He's yeah. trying to come back, but he even is tone deaf. So no, hell, ha- hell Harvey's no. out. Les Moonves <laughs> is out. Um, Charlie Rose is out. Matt Lauer, hell, they, hell no. No, look, yeah. Look, yeah. what's the guy CK who who tried Louis to come back? Louis CK, and people were insulted. That he even attempted to come back. So, no. They Except for no. his audience that gave him a standing O, like he was so put upon after, like, you know. Well, I will say that I, in these situations, I always ask, like, okay, but is someone, are, are all people unredeemable? Yeah. And, like, the first time I really thought about this was with, was with Chris Brown and Rihanna. Yeah. Um, I actually got in trouble for, never mind, that's a different conversation. <laughs> but, like, I, I, I wonder, like, is no one redeemable? Like, is, is yeah. no act redeemable? And, like, mind you, I'm not looking to hire Les Moonves for something. Like, he's yeah. going to be fine. But I do think, like, at some point, like, do these people have to go away forever? Can they never work again? Can they never be seen in public again? Like, like I, the first time I thought this was with, was with Chris Brown and thinking, like, the next person he dates, 
they're going to be like, oh, she's so stupid. Like, is he never allowed to date anyone again? And I think the same kind of things happen in these situations where these people go away for at least a time, but like, do they never come back? Do they never get to work again? Do they never get to make money? How are they supposed to live their life? Well, there's so many of them. We need to have like an island. They all look at go. Well, right. Spaces over there. We put them all over there. We need a bachelor in paradise for them to go. Right. It's a reality show. But I think when you talk about years upon years of alleged abuse with Harvey Weinstein, with Bill Cosby, Mm -hmm. this behavior went on for so long, I just don't think this person can be rehabilitated. You know the thing is, too, what I find a little bit insulting, why do we worry so much about the abuser? And we never, ever, ever are concerned about the victim. We're not asking about all those women whose careers may have been ruined by Les, yes. or may have been ruined by Bill Cosby, or may have been ruined by Harvey Weinstein. All those people who just got out of the business because yeah. they couldn't make it, or because they were whose blacklisted, names we may never or know. who aren't yeah. making any money now, who are struggling, mm-hmm. living off of residual checks. We yep. never worry about that, but we're always concerned about the guy who's making all kinds of crazy millions. I think that says something about well, our society. And not to mention the mental, the really. mental and sort of uh, emotional anguish that also comes along with right. that that is a le- couldn't be a lifelong kind of, uh, you know, sentence. Uh, right. yeah, sentence. The victims are re-victimized when we don't acknowledge their Correct. voice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's absolutely right. So before we wrap up, Overheard Hollywood is a little segment that we talk about yeah. some work you may be doing, something you're hearing out in the field. Anita, I hear you've got some hot exclusives over at Urban uh, Hollywood. Yeah, Urban yeah. Hollywood 411. So in the last week, we had a story. Um, Matt Carey, who covered, I don't remember the awards ceremony, uh, but he spoke with, um, now, sorry, I can't think. I'm tired. But anyway, <laughs> I'll move on to the next issue. Um, I also have an exclusive on the film Green Book, and Green Book did oh. very well in the Golden Globe mm-hmm. nominations, which was very surprising because right. um, the musician, Mr. Correct. Shirley, his family has said there were many things about this film that are not true, oh. and also some African-American film critics have called it, quote, a yes. white savior film. So what's really interesting and what I reported on was that Hollywood has embraced this film, the critics groups, um, the Golden Globes, the National Board of Review named it their best picture. However, others are saying not so fast. There is a lot about this movie that is not true. So head over to excuse me, Urban Hollywood 411 to check out the story. I also thought that uh, Green Book could have been ruined Oscar-wise when Vigo uh, uh, had... Yes. Yes. Yeah, Vigo. Yes. He, it seems that they accepted the apology and they moved, uh, Marshall yeah. Ali did accept that mm-hmm. and they moved on. So that didn't affect it so mm-hmm. far. Which is surprising. Yeah, Jared? Um, I, this past week the Hollywood Reporter came out with this big story about you know these sixty three black writer, black female writers and there's no excuse to, not, to be able to find uh, a black female writer. Um, there are no black female writers at the Hollywood Reporter mm-hmm. or at Variety. What? There are no black male writers at Variety or at oh, the Hollywood Reporter. Really? And I think it is despicable. And I think these two companies, uh, and then the Hollywood Reporter came out the next day and said, you know, we have this whole initiative on diversity and we're going to be like doing this whole pipeline. Nowhere in that did it say anything about their newsroom. And as as a journalist and a person that advocates for journalists, I think that is disgusting. Mm-hmm. And I think that these companies continue to make like huge pronouncements and money and all that on uh, using like black and brown faces to say yes. like these things are happening and oh it's and the variety had a cover three years ago during Oscar So White saying uh, shame on us but like that was three years ago and there's still not a black person in that news you literally went down the masthead literally went down every single one of them 
Because I had worked previously, full disclosure, at Hollywood Reporter, and we definitely had uh, African-American writers and reporters at the time. I would, But that was like 2010 I when was Janice a- was still there. Janice, by the way, Janice champion Smith. of diversity. So yes. a lot could have changed with the changing of the guard. Sure. Right um, the Hollywood yeah. Reporter. I was there for a while, but like they have plenty of like freelancers who are people of color, but okay. no people on staff. So not on mm. staff. So we should clarify that. Not yeah. on staff. Stand. But the they dude. do have free. Okay. KJ. I want to make it a little bit lighter, move away from that. You know, oh, no, okay. what do you mean? Oh my God. Oh, you thank know you. Is, I want to I want to talk about Gabrielle Union's interview, one-on-one mm, sit-down with, with Oprah, where she talked about the ability to not be able to have children of her own. Um, and, yes. and you know the fact that she had so many miscarriages and they had to use a surrogate. I love seeing that. I love seeing her embrace it. I don't think we see enough of that mm-hmm. in the black and brown community where we talk about the blended family, where we talk about the fact that there may be miscarriages. I love that loving image that they put out there, and we don't see enough of that. Yes. I just wanted to give her kudos for that. I mean, if, nice. you, have, if you guys haven't caught it, yeah. catch it. It's just talking about, you know, there are other ways to have a family other than physically giving birth to a child, and I love that. I saw also, from the interview, she said that she tried seven or eight times. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. And she, and she was concerned. She even said that in the interview that, you know, she wasn't going to be able to give him his own child, and she wanted to say, you know, let everybody know that, look, you can be a mother to a child even if you don't give birth to them because so many people are just caught on that that mm-hmm. if they don't give birth they're not a mother and she wants people to know that it can happen to anybody even someone like her mm-hmm. who's beautiful who's yes. rich and famous still has problems she's so stunning by the way she still looks like she did in Bring It On right she looks that way too stunning it was also nice for yeah. her to talk about being a stepmother mm-hmm. and how she said a lot of people don't realize that even though she's a stepmother and she loves being that way she doesn't really have any legal rights you know what I mean yes. so people forget that like if something were to happen to him she's not legally responsible for that so you have to give that love and attention but at the end of the day you know if something happens your rights go away right, because go you're away. not the real, yeah. you know, life. So I just love that we nice like that. glowing interview. A nice, ha- nice happy <laughs> note. Bianca <laughs> well, De La Garza. Thank, go ahead. Thanks for having me here. Thank you for filling in. Yeah, it's this been great. was a treat. Can you please tell our viewers and listeners where they can find Meet the Hollywood Press? Absolutely, because you don't want to miss us every week. You can watch us on After Buzz TV. You can catch us on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts as well. Subscribe to us. We even let you rate us and give us reviews. Be kind. No, no trolling, okay? <laughs> Follow us if you're not already on Facebook, on Instagram. It is at Meet the Hollywood Press. And on Twitter, Meet the HWP, HWDP Press. Yes, correct. HWD Press. I know someone owns our handle. I keep saying this for like we're three months in and I'm still saying this. You know who you are. Give it to us. Joseph, you're the best. A great panel today. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we'll see you next week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.